Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. Oh man, it has been a while. Well, actually, it's only been a month, a little over a month, but so much has changed in my life. I got married on August the 27th. I went back some sound effects, I put some applause on. That's a big step, so I <laughs> I thank God for my queen. I thank God for blessing me. I'm excited. I had been out the country, over into the islands, enjoying my honeymoon on the beach. And now, it's back to normal living. But that's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with normal living, you know. But something about them vacations, you just got to get back in the swing of things. So, um, I just want to thank everybody who's been... Uh, tuning in everyone that has been sharing this podcast all the love and support uh, that you guys have been showing me have been receiving um, a few emails from people that have been letting me know they've been encouraged and blessed by the show and if you have been encouraged and blessed by the show please feel free to contact me to let me know you can email me at mbills that's m-b-i-l-l-s 314 at yahoo.com or you can contact me on all social media handles twitter instagram snapchat is mbills314 now now that we got all that out the way uh if you listen to this i want you to grab any college student you know any high school student you know even any middle schooler you may know even any adult you may know because we want to deal with Purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E, purpose. What is our purpose? You know, we've all been told and we know that, hey, we have purpose in this earth. They came out with a book. Uh, Pastor Rick Warren came out with a book. Uh, almost was that the late 90s, or early 2000s. It was called The Purpose Driven Life. And you read the book. I think it was like 21 days or something like that. And by the end of it, you should come to know what your purpose is or something to that fashion. But... I want to focus on from the scriptures about purpose. What had God has called each and every one of us to do some very, very major things in this earth, whether you believe it or not. You are special to God. Uh, you are very unique. Uh, there is no one else like you in this earth. I know all of us have, you know, <laughs> relatives who we favor and look like. We may look like and favor people on the outside, but trust and be assured that on the inside of you, you are distinctly different. No one else has the same fingerprint as you. That lets you know that each and every one of us is special. If you can, if you have your Bibles, please go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. We're going to jump right into it. Jeremiah chapter 29. Purpose. What is our purpose? How do we come to know our purpose? Does God have a purpose for you? And before we even dig into it, I'm just going to let you know, yes, he does. He has purpose for all of us. A lot of people don't think... Um, some people have a poor self-image of themselves, you know, and that can come from a string of things. But uh, through the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to help rearrange your thinking about yourself. You know, the Bible didn't say you couldn't think highly of yourself. He said it says doesn't don't think more highly than you ought to think. So 
So that still means that he wants you to think something of yourself. He doesn't want you to have a low opinion of yourself. He wants you to always look at yourself through the eyes of Christ. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 29, I will be reading out the New Living Translation. If you're reading out of another translation, that's all good. We will still end up in the same place. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, a very popular verse. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I read that again. They are plans. I'm sorry. Let me start over. For I know the plans, okay, that I have for you. So now we know that God knows. It's not something that he has to find out. So when you present it to the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, what is my purpose? It's not something they had to say, hold on, let me get back to you on that. He already knows. So he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And he said, there are plans for good and not for disaster. So every plan that God has for us, according to the scripture, it says they are for good and not for disaster. And it says to give you a future and a hope. So each and every one of us, if you're listening, you have a future and you have hope. We are not walking around this earth hopeless. If you have the Lord Jesus, if you have received Christ, you have hope. And if you don't have any hope, hope comes with Jesus. You can receive hope right now. Just invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart by simply asking the Lord, Lord, come into my heart, save me, repent of your sin. Turn from whatever it is that you're doing and cleave to Christ. It's that easy. And begin to live for him. So let's go to um, Jeremiah chapter one. Jeremiah chapter 1. Look at verse 5. It says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, this word was spoken. God spoke to the uh, Jeremiah the prophet, but the same word applies to you. If he knew Jeremiah before he was born, you know he knew us before we were born. God doesn't show any favors. He's not no respect of person. He's God. He's the creator. He's the beginning and the end. He has no begin. Oh Lord, he has no no beginning and he has no end. You see what I'm saying? Like there was nothing here before he was here. Like he is the beginning. So he has no birthday. He's okay. Let's keep going. That's the whole. We can go somewhere else with that. So basically god is the beginning and he has no end okay so if he's the beginning and he has no end then he knows everything he knew all of us before we were born so he says i knew you before i formed you in your mother's womb notice that he formed us in your mother's womb you know the you know when a man and a woman get together you know the father who sows the seed into the woman doesn't form the baby in the womb the man god uses the man to sow the seed but God is the one that forms the baby in the womb. Lord have mercy. So remember that I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And before you were born, I set you apart as a prophet to the nation. Now he spoke that prophet part specifically to I, um, Jeremiah. So he told Jeremiah, listen, you're a prophet and you were, you're not a prophet because I just called you on. You're a prophet before 
you even thought of in your mother's mind before I formed you in your mother's womb I knew you and I've already set you apart to be a prophet so let's talk about you you just listen to this podcast what has God called you to do what has he set apart for you that's what you need to to find out so you need to go to the Lord and say Lord um what have you set apart for me to do and notice everything that God has designed for you to do Every every talent, every gift, everything that you need has already been placed on the inside of you. It's already in us. Whatever he's called us to do, it's in us. Notice passion is something that you have to go out and get. Passion is something that's already in you. You just have to go into the right atmosphere and arena and discover something that draws on that passion. And something that draws on that passion, that's how you know that you're in purpose. Like, this is what he wants me to do. Cause think about it, I was discussing it uh, with a couple of people. You know, we look at certain people's jobs and things like that, and we be thinking like, man, I, I never want to do that. Like, think about a dentist. Like, I had some dent, uh, some dental work done not long ago, and as I was getting the dental, dental work done, I'm just thinking like, dental, dental work done. Sorry for my vernacular. As I was getting that that work done, I'm thinking like, yo, they're just staring down in my nasty mouth you know what i'm saying regardless if you brush your teeth or not like they have to see they have to dig in the tooth and pull the tooth out and if it's rotten they gotta pull it out like blood there splashing you know splashing water like that's that's purpose but think about it somebody has to do it like somebody has to take care of our teeth you know what i'm saying it's the same when women go and get pedicures like yo Women, you know, and all men, you know what I'm saying? You want your, your feet done. And some people may have some feet that, you know, need the blood of Jesus on it. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't talking about nobody's feet. But you know, you may need some work done to your feet. But think about it. You are not just regular folk who may not have that passion. Maybe looking at people's feet like, ew, how can you just stare at somebody's feet? But there are people who are passionate about it. Like, you know, will scrub it and get it going. And when they finish, it look, oh, you look brand new. And then they wait on the next person to come in. That's passion. That's purpose. Like, that's how they earn a living. Like, that's that's what they do. And they do it so much that some people have their own businesses just focusing in on that. You know, the same thing with um, anything you can think of, folks. Some Think of some of the nastiest jobs you can think of. But there is somebody that has to do it. And some people do it proudly and love it. You know, when a person transitions and passes away, you know, and they have to go to a march, you have what, you know, a mortician. They have to make up the body, you know, embalm it and, and do what they do. And some of us are like, oh, I couldn't do that. But think about it. Somebody got to do it. And people, morticians, they're passionate about it. You know, a body coming in there doesn't, you know, frighten them at all. They, hey, this is my job. I have to do it, you know, make it happen. And, you know, so there's a job for everybody. And all I'm saying to say is that everybody has purpose. And I want you to understand that you have purpose. All right. Let's go to um, Joshua. Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. Okay. Let's look at verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. I'll read that again. It says, 
study this book of instruction. It's talking about the word of God. Study this book of instruction continually, not one time, but continually. Meditate on it. That means to think on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Then it says, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So he told Joshua that, hey, if you want to be successful, Joshua, and what I called you to do, because he told Joshua, you know, Joshua is basically was the successor of Moses. So once Moses passed away, Joshua was the one to take the people over to the promised land. Now Joshua being a young dude at the time, you know, that's a, a, a you know, a big task to take on. If you look above verse eight, look at verse seven, he had to encourage Joshua and told Joshua in verse seven to be strong. Be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. So what is he saying? Listen, Joshua, you have purpose. But in order for you to fulfill the purpose that I've called you to, you have to obey these instructions. I'm going to give you some instructions. Your job and what you're supposed to do with these instructions, I want you to meditate on it day and night. I want you to observe to do it. And if you do those things, you will be successful. It won't be any doubt that you will succeed. Now, long story short, Joshua succeeded. So like I said, it's talking about you now. So again, what has God called you to do? And whatever he's called you to do, we've learned that the passion, the, per the, passion, the gifts, the qualities, the talents are already on the inside of you. You just have to get in the right environment for it to draw out. You're going to need to be strong and very courageous in what, he, in what he's called you to do. And you're going to have to meditate, think on the word of God and God's instruction to you. Okay. So even if we was to take the word of God out of it as far as studying and meditating on the word, what is your path? Okay. You want to do, you want to do music, right? Let's say you just want, you want to, um, I guess you want to you want to produce music. You want to write music, and uh, you have some song ideas. You want to write some some beautiful songs. You know, you don't really have any artists in mind, but you just want to be a songwriter. Okay, well, you need to look at some of the great songwriters who were before you. Now you're not looking at them to model their lifestyle, but you want to look at their work and their work only, because some some you know songwriters lifestyle may not be <laughs> godly but they made their work may have may have been great so you can look at their work and see you know what i'm saying some of the things that they've done study those things and also you want to see god as to lord now with this gift that you've given me with all the songwriters in the world what lane and what area are you have you pre-designed for me to go into you see what I'm saying? See how it's all still specific? Like, even though we may have a gen general, uh, you know, thing as far as occupation or whatever, it's still specific for you. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to that. Let's go to um, Ephesians chapter 4, speaking of occupation. Ephesians chapter 4. Where you at Ephesians 4? <laughs> you, know, some, you know what's in there, but sometimes you be looking over it, boy. All right, Ephesians 4. Let's look at verse 1. I hope you're still with me. Ephesians 4, verse 1. It says, 
Uh, I'm going to read out of the uh, King James Bible. Ephesians 4 verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. I'll read it again. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1, it says, I therefore, the, this is Paul talking, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, the word beseech means beg, beg you that you walk worthy of the vocation, vocation, not vacation, both, B-O-C-A-T-I-O-N, vocation, wherewith you are called. Well, what in the world is a vocation? Some people may be listening, don't know what a vocation is. Well, I'm glad you asked. A vocation is defined as a strong feeling of suitability for a particular career or occupation. I'll read it again. Vocation is a strong feeling of suitability for a particular career or occupation. That's what we were talking about earlier about passion. And one thing you gotta understand is that purpose is behind your passion. That's what anything you're passionate about, that's that's your purpose is behind it. Your purpose is behind your passion. So, like I said, some people who go to school, who go to law school, you know, who, who wanna be a lawyer, like that's a passion. That's a passion. You know, um, whatever you can think of, just I want you to understand what your purpose is, okay? And know that this thing that you're so passionate about, and think about no one else has to understand it. So your job is not to help somebody else to understand what you feel that you've been called to. You just have to obey what you believe that God has called you to. And if God has called you to this particular thing, no need to worry. It's going to work itself out. God is going to supply the provision for the vision. But we do have a part to play. I don't want us just, you know, as the song say, I don't want us just sitting by the dock of the bay waiting on time to roll away. No, we got to get busy working. And as I was told as a young teenage boy uh, by my old youth pastor, that he will always tell us that to... um. Do what you like to do until the Lord tell you what you're supposed to do. And the reason why I said this is because you need to get busy doing something. God only uses busy people. If you notice, all the disciples had lives before he got them. It wasn't like they were just chilling and wasn't doing anything. Like, they would have businesses. Uh, Peter was married. Like, they had families, businesses, and doing this and that. Like, they was working. They were busy. God, that's letting you know that God uses busy people. So we have to get busy doing something. I don't want you just sitting at home like, I don't know what it is. I'm just going to sit here and wait on the feeling to come. No, you got to get busy doing something. Okay, and in the midst of your passion, the thing, that you, the thing that you're doing right now could be the very thing that your purpose to do. You know, and of course, all of us run into the money thing. Like, oh, I need more money and things like that. Which, you know, we do need money to, uh, you know, live comfortably in this earth and to take care of bills and our responsibilities. And um, that's something that we have to, that Satan's gonna, gonna try to fight us with, you know, when it comes to the money thing. It's just something about that money that Satan, the enemy always tries to attack that. And he wants us to begin to chase after money instead of chasing after purpose. I don't want you to do that. And God doesn't want us to do that. Not me, but God doesn't want us to do that. He doesn't want us chasing after money, he wants us chasing after purpose. 
because money is going to follow your purpose. Now understand, if you have a family, you have to make ends meet. So you, you, if you got to work two jobs, you got to do what you got to do, even if it's something that you don't necessarily want to do, but because of your responsibility as a uh, husband and as a person that's married, your responsibility, or a single parent, your responsibility is to your children or to your to your family in general so if you got to work at mcdonald's if there's no other jobs and mcdonald's say hey we'll take you in hey you got to do it but you got to think big don't just think about i don't don't just think about flipping burgers think about okay if i'm going in here i'm gonna own this mcdonald's franchise i'm gonna work enough so i can gain some knowledge and wisdom on how i can uh obtain a mcdonald's franchise so understand, we do gotta do what we gotta do because you gotta understand, even with marriage, that's something that's not anything that God has forced us into. Now I'm speaking, you know what I'm saying? I'm preaching to myself too, it's not something that God forced us into. So when you get married, he tells you that your responsibility is to your spouse. You know, and then he says to a single person that your responsibility is to the Lord and to the Lord only. You ain't got, you have nobody else. But when you get married, your responsibility is to pleasing your spouse. So pleasing your spouse requires you getting a second job, even if that job is not quote unquote something that you want to do. That's what you have to do because God, is, you please God by uh, pleasing your spouse. All right. So let's keep going. Of course, everything in godly perspective, you know, we're keeping it godly. We're not saying that your spouse comes to you and say, hey, I need you to rob this bank tomorrow because we need some money. Nah, you don't do that. <laughs> don't do that one. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Let's go to um, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. You know what? You know what? Before we um, continue, let's go to a song. This is J Moss with Anointing. I'll be right back. have never seen minds have never dreamed thoughts have never conjured up man tries to tear it up but I know what it is I know what it is it's the anointing the anointing books try to explain movies try to portray novelties dress it up documentaries mess it up Faith is running at an all-time high. 
Lord, equip me with more, more of your power from on high. can be moved and demons removed blinded eyes opened up and diseases can be cleared does anybody Macchiato's music in the scriptures that was Jay Moss with Anointing. Man, that's a powerful song, boy. He told that song. I'll tell you what, if I could sing, I'd tear that song up. <laughs> but I can't. But that's an excellent segue. So that brings us right on into the anointing. And then we're going to wrap this up. Uh, go to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 and let's look at Proverbs 18 let's look at verse 16 King James Version it says a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men a man's gifts make gifts make room for him and brings him before great men Uh, New Living Translation says, Giving a gift 
opens doors. It gives access to important people. So your gift can make room for you. So the gift that God has placed on the inside of you, the Bible says, it can bring you before great men. Men or women of prominence, you know, people who we deem as important or whatever have you. Basically, it can bring you before great men. Your gift can do that. You know? And the anointing, the anointing, A-N-I-A-N-O-I-N-T-I-N-G. I think I spelled that right. The anointing was defined as God's ability on your ability in the simplest form. And as I was told, it's basically it's God putting his super on your natural. We're natural, God is supernatural. So it's God taking his super and putting it on your natural. Okay? It's, oh man, it can be defined so many different ways. But it's, it's the power of God coming on you to do what you couldn't do by yourself. That one, that was it. That was the one. It's God, it's the power of God coming on you, giving the ability that you couldn't do by yourself. That's what the anointing is. So me teaching you right now, I'm teaching you under God's anointing. I'm not I'm not just teaching you out of just book knowledge or book smarts or whatever have you. This is the power of God coming on me to teach you and me, because I'm learning too something that I couldn't do in the natural. And it's the same with you. And that's whatever whatever profession that you're doing. That's not just on a on a preaching quote unquote profession. The anointing is on you. It's on your gift. See, my purpose and my passion is to teach the word of God. That's my purpose and my passion. Why is that my purpose and my passion? Well, because that's my purpose. <laughs> but now, nah, if you look in Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. The responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Amen. So that's my responsibility. So a teacher, that's what I'm called to. And that's not something that I requested and asked for. I just asked God, God, what is my purpose? What am I called to do? And this is what the Lord told me. So you know what I had to do? Of course, you, you're battling in your mind. You're thinking that you can't speak well in front of people. Or you're thinking that you may be too goofy. Or you may be thinking that all these excuses that we try to come up with. But once I finally surrendered and I said, you know what, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Ain't nothing going to stop me from doing it. You know, I don't care what, what comes. I'm going to continue to uh, teach your word. So that's my passion and my purpose. But I want you to understand your passion and purpose. Now, I'm going to do a part two. I'm sure I probably will do a part two on this because it's so important. But what I want to do right now before I leave is I want to pray with you. So everyone that's listening, I want you to tune in. I want you to bow your head. And I want you to pray with me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you for your word. Father God, I pray for each and every listener right now. 
No matter the age, oh God, those who are under the sound of my voice who are seeking you for their purpose. They don't know what they're called to. They don't know what their passion is. Father God, I ask you to bring it to their awareness. Bring their purpose to their awareness. I ask you to lead God and direct their steps, oh God. I ask you to open up doors that no man can shut and shut doors no man can open. Father God, I thank you that you are drawing out gifts that you placed on the inside of them before they were even formed in their mother's womb. Father God, I ask you to make yourself known to them in the name of Jesus. Father God, there's anyone who's listening to this podcast who does not know you as their Lord and their Savior. Father God, I'm asking to make yourself known to them right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for their peace. I pray for their protection right now in Jesus' name. I bind every satanic and any demonic force that will try to come against their minds, that will try to tell them anything otherwise. I plead the blood over their minds. Father God, I ask you to keep them in perfect peace. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. Please share this with a friend, family, whomever, co-workers. Share it, like it, comment. Remember Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I love you. God bless. Until next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.